The elegant boulevards and side streets of the French capital are dotted with shops which, over the centuries, have become known and celebrated across the globe. But with the passage of time, many brands have fallen prey to buyouts, mergers and bankruptcies and faded into obscurity. Recently, a number of entrepreneurs in Paris have begun rekindling some of these dormant brands to give lost Parisian names a new lease of life. With its flagship store on Rue Saint-Honoré, a trunk maker by the name of Moina, which was in its heyday during the age of rail and steamship travel, but forced to close in the 1970s, is now back in the business of supplying handmade, lovingly crafted luggage. The head of the LVMH empire, Bernard Arnault, made this a personal project, and now Moina is highly visible once again. The company's creative director, Ramesh Nair, was tasked with bringing the century-and-a-half-old brand back to life. Um, I always start with uh, digging. Yeah, it's more all about the DNA, trying to find out the archives, trying to find out. I always needed to know the root of how things work. And I think when you start digging, uh, looking at the you know, tradition and work, how it used to happen once upon a time, is when you start finding small uh, details. And these kind of, it's like uh, basically Sherlock Holmes kind of a moment where um, you know, you say Eureka and this is how the brand must have been at that point of time. Each Moana piece created today is painstakingly hand-stitched at the company's atelier just around the corner, using techniques that would have been familiar to those making Moana trunks and leather goods more than a century ago. Many of the designs are inspired by the originals, which Ramesh and his team have been busily collecting from dusty attics and damp cellars right across the globe. I think, I think one, one of the first pieces which I designed when I came to the, came into the picture was um, the limousine suitcase. Limousine suitcase was basically the limousine trunk in a reduced form. Um, it doesn't touch the sides of your legs when you walk. Um, the moment I laid my eyes on this uh, suitcase, I was intrigued and I wanted to create something with it. But at the moment, it, I couldn't really think of what it could have uh, turned into. Uh, but the moment I tried a reduced size, I knew that I could do something with it and I saw that it, it was like really fits around your leg when you walk. Someone else who knows a great deal about recapturing a brand spirit is the Franco-Moroccan businessman Ramdan Touhami, the brains behind the revival of the 17th century candle maker Sir Trudon. For me, first you have to focus on trying to succeed in the right way. I mean, you have the first thing, the first part is uh, the freeze and DNA of this brand. And then you have to know a lot of things about this brand. You have to find a lot of archives and find out a lot about it. The most important part at the beginning is the historical aspect of it. And in this historical aspect, you have a lot of answer for the future. For example, when I did Sertredon, it was no plastic, uh, glass with 18th century technique, uh, uh, ve uh, veggie wax, uh, uh, cotton uh, for the for the wig. You have to respect. This is the rules. If you follow the rules, the brand is gonna be is gonna be here forever. Ramdan is using those very same rules which he applied to the relaunch of Sir Trudon to his latest project, bringing a centuries-old perfumer by the name of Bully back to life. 
He has carefully researched original formulas and techniques to create his range of beauty products and the new premises in Saint-Germain-des-Prés will soon blend in seamlessly, looking as though it has been there undisturbed since the company was founded back in 1787. Faithful to the original wares, but fine-tuned to the tastes of the present day, this seems to be the goal of all the entrepreneurs we spoke to, amongst them two young men in another arrondissement of Paris, who decided it was high time that La Ville Lumière once again had a beer which could be considered a truly Parisian brew. Until four years ago, the Demery label hadn't been seen in more than half a century. But by chance, Jonathan Conn and Kai Lorch stumbled across this lost 1827 brand. They fell in love with its logo, a floating angel carrying a star, and they decided to resurrect it. My initial uh, goal was to build a brewery in Paris and, uh, and to be a Parisian beer brand and, and to be really loved by all the Parisians. And that's the, that's the dream you have when you, when you start this company. And for me, when I saw this logo the first time on a, a beer trade fair, uh, in eastern France and I saw this logo and for me it just symbolized Paris and the savoir-vivre and, and the, this, this beautiful decade. And anyone thinking of revamping a yesteryear label should remember a brand alone is not enough. In this market the quality of the product is key. I think being a small craft brewery changes maybe a little bit from other, other uh, industries as I said, our main problem are the big guys and we can only persist against them if we have a better product and, and, and show our passion for the product because that's what our customers want. Our customers don't buy a product that's just more beautiful. So our big chance is to be better, uh, explain the product better, have natural ingredients, uh, be more available to the people on site, be more regional and that's where we have to focus on in the beginning. Demery beers are now on sale in hundreds of bars, clubs and restaurants across Paris and also much further afield. There appears to be a winning formula behind all these Gallic revivals. A top quality product, faithful to the original, but in most cases adapted and improved for today's habits and needs and which invokes a pang of nostalgia for a brand of a bygone era which most consumers probably didn't even know existed to begin with. In Paris, for Monocle, I'm Tom Burgess-Watson.